0: Ginny, there's room at the cross for each and every one, really. Amen. And thank God he still makes room for all of us. Amen. It's nice to see you here this Sunday morning. Let's remember those who are ill and those who couldn't make it today. We pray that the Lord will heal them and bring those who are away back to us soon. Today, you know. Remember, a few weeks ago, we um, covered Jonah. Who remembers? I hope you remember that. How how many how many remember we spoke about Jonah? Amen. Thank you. I don't expect you to retain more than ten days after the message, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So. Uh, Today, I want to speak about, uh, we spoke about Noah, I'm sorry. Today, about Jonah. Okay, now we remember Noah, right? Uh, Do you remember Noah? Come on. You know, I know I'm getting old, but what's happening here? Okay, today we're going to talk about Jonah. And uh, when I started uh, talking about Noah, I thought we'll finish it in one week. No, we couldn't. We we did it for two weeks. And today I want to start about Jonah. If we can finish it today, that'd be great. If not, we will extend it to another week. Uh, would you open, please, your Bibles? You have your Bibles. Amen. Right after Amos, you will find Noah. And Micah comes next. I want to read three verses only. Chapter 1. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh. The great city and cry against it or preach against it for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose, rose up to flee. He ran away to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. So he went down to Joppa, found a ship which was going to Tarshish, paid the fare And went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. God bless his word. Sin today runs rampant in our society and around the world. The daily headlines, the TV news, media, along with the overflowing prisons that we have bear dramatic witness to that fact. Serial killings, terrorism, and ruthless rulers, the world seems to be filled with them, and overflowing with violence. We're finding it strange for those people who've been around for quite some time, And we ask, what is happening? Hatred and corruption is everywhere. And when we read and when we hear about these tragedies, we get a little bit concerned. And we fear. And you know, and we ask the Lord, the world needs your judgment. And the children of God who are living, awaiting for the Lord, we say, Lord, hasten your return. Please come back soon. We may find even ourselves, and may God forgive us, wishing God's vengeance quickly on these violent people. But suppose, suppose that in the midst of such a a dramatic situation. God told you and me to take the gospel to the worst of the offenders. How would you respond? Jonah was given such a task. A little bio on Jonah. He lived sometimes before or while King Jeroboam II ruled Israel because he prophesied the conquest of the king. The king liked him and he, he, was, he found favors, let's say, in the eyes of the king. This king never liked any man of God anyway, but he found favor. Perhaps he had a large, also a large following of people as a prophet. And thus he was reluctant to go to Nineveh and to give Nineveh the message of judgment. And you ask me, Eidol, where is Nineveh that time? Nineveh is the, or was then, the capital of the great Assyrian Empire. The Assyrian Empire was great, and Nineveh was a great capital. And it was the archenemy of Israel. So how would you like Jonah, not Noah, okay? Jonah to go and preach the gospel to his enemies. And in studying this book, hopefully we can cover most, most tonight, we found some steps that Jonah took. And by the help. Of the Holy Spirit. We are going to study these steps. And avoid the bad ones. And imitate the ones that will edify our lives. The very first thing we notice about Jonah. He ran away from God. He ran. If you want to know who wrote the book of Jonah. I'll make it easy for you. Jonah himself. He wrote the good things and the bad things. He was an honest writer. He was, and he, God called him, and I have a, I have a job for you. I want to send you, some, send you somewhere. And it's a significant task I want you to take. And why do you want me to go, Lord, to Nineveh? Why are you choosing this task for me? I'm happy here with, in Israel with the king, and I'm preaching. And he was really preaching. He had a ministry. He was also, we noticed that he was a citizen like any other citizen in, in uh, Israel. And since Assyria was an enemy, and... Uh, the ever average Israelite didn't care about Assyria. They didn't want to hear about them. They didn't want to know about them. Though later on, Assyria invaded Israel. Invaded. They were a great, great power. So in the atmosphere that Jonah was in, he did not feel the necessity to go and preach to the enemies. He did not. Let alone... To bring the gospel, the good news, to Assyria. And bring them into favor with God. I could hear him say, and that's for me. Why waste my time on those atheists and pagans in this land? Why? But in the eyes of God, all have sinned and came short. Of the glory of God. It doesn't matter. Everybody needs the gospel. It doesn't matter which nationality. Or country. Everyone needs Jesus Christ as Savior. Period. Jonah in this situation rebelled against God. And you know the story. And God called him and he said, no. And what he did, he went, checked with the maritime company of that land in Joppa and said, do you have a ticket? Do you have a ticket? I want to buy a ticket. Where do you want to go? Tarshish. And you know what? When you are running away from God, you will find so many people going with you. He said, oh, many people are going to Tarshish. You want to go? He said, huh? That's a sign. That's a sign. I am going to Tarshish. He bought a ticket and went to Tarshish. How many, how many people, when they go against God's will and they find some people, says, uh, where are you going? Oh, we're going there. Oh, let me go with you. They say, well, that's a sign that I'm in God's will. He wasn't. And where did he go? Where Tarshish is? Tarshish is in the West. And today, in our day and age, Tarshish is Spain. And Spain something to go and enjoy. He said, Why? Ah, uh-huh. that's, that's a nice country. It's better than Nineveh. I don't want to go to Assyria. I want to go to a nice country. I'm not going to go to preach to these people. Maybe the Lord will open, will open uh, ways for me, will open doors for me, and I will preach in, in there. And so he paid also the fare. He said, doesn't matter. He paid, bought the ticket, and went on board. You know, when you are against God's will, and when you're running away from God, you will always find company when you decide to go against God's will. Make no mistake. People running away from God will often travel to different places, sometimes even morally, and find themselves in a far country. In the breaking of bread this morning, we heard about the far country. We heard about the son who left his father against his father's will. And went to the far country to enjoy himself, the prodigal son. And we know how he ended up coming back, broken, but he found there waiting for him, his father, and his loving arms. Where are you today? Maybe you're deciding within yourself. And this question okay, I need to do this thing because I feel that I need it. I don't know what's the problem. I don't know what's the need. But is it God's will to do it? Are you traveling? In the wrong direction that God called you to take. Jonah, you have to go east. Jonah went west. And if you find yourself running away from God. I don't know what the problem is. If you find yourself running away from God. Please get back on track. Please get back on track. And there is, you say, well, it's too late. Um, The opportunity is not there. Let me tell you this with all my heart. There is always a way back to God. You cannot run away from God. And many, many times over he says, well, hey, he forgets about me. He doesn't know about me. Would you open if you have your Bibles with me to four verses in Psalms 139. I want, to, I want us to look at, at God a little bit. And this is what happened to Jonah. He went and says, oh, now I'm on a ship. All right. You see, there is a ship, I found it, there are people there, he made some friends, and the ship started going on. All right, verses 7, 139, verses 7. You're with me? Where can I go from thy spirit? The psalmist is saying, or where can I flee from thy presence? If I ascend to heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in shawl, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea. This is where he was. Even there, thy hand will lead me. Amen to that. Even there, and thy right hand will lay hold of me. We cannot run away from God. There is no way. Regardless of how, how you look at it. You will find the excuses. And most probably he was finding all the excuses. God knows they will kill me there. Will God send you to a place to kill you? Answer me. Yes or no? No. Amen. Will God, will God prepare a... a A ministry for you to take to get rid of you? No. And when God says you go there, Jonah, Jonah should have should have said, my favorite word, yes, sir, I I, sir, I will go there. But he did not. And he's writing about himself. And then when you do that, you find yourself. In a country of disobedience. Disobedience. And then, when he started feeling well with the friends, there comes a storm. When you're a child of God, I want to forewarn you if you're going against his will. You are going to face a storm. Warning. You are going to face it. Because God is always present as we read. He is not going to let you go. He is not going to let you get away with it. You are a child of God and you belong to him. And he paid the price for you. And you are his. And he is yours. And he's not going to let you go for destruction. Let me put your mind at ease on that. He keeps watching over you. He he knows what we need. And he walks closely with us. The mighty tempest that hit the sea there was not a natural seasonal tempest storm. It wasn't. You know what was it? It was planned by God. If you are going against God's will, regardless where you are, there will be a plan for God to intercept because He loves you. Because He loves you. Our brother this morning shared, he said, what we have here, Jesus is Lord. Also, Jesus is love. Amen. Because He loves you. You know, this week, since we, we sang last week, the love of God, I've been humming this song all week long. Did anybody hum it? You hum a song sometimes two, three, four days and you forget it, right? But this one has been with me all day long. I've been when, I, when I'm shaving, when I'm even my daughter heard me my wife heard me Oh, the love of god yes tell, let me tell you one thing the love of god is greater far than pen or anybody can ever describe oh love of god how rich and how pure how measureless how strong it shall forever more endure the angel the Saints and Angels song. This is the love of God. So, do you find yourself today, I'm talking as a family of God, in the middle of a storm? Think about it. Has your life been shaken by a serious problem in your family? How about your health? You went to the doctor feeling like a horse, and then The results of the blood test came, okay. That storm, have you been shaken by an earthquake in your personal life? Just sit down a little bit, take time and review your life. Are you going against his will or you're sailing according to his will? Is it a financial situation? Is it business? Or what have you? Whatever you're going through, his love will never leave you. His love will never leave you. But it's there to lift you up and restore your strength and give you hope and ministry to serve him. We're not here to discourage each other. We're here to encourage from the word of God. And he will restore you. He will. What happened to the prodigal son? Was he restored? Was he accepted? Did he find his father waiting for him? Was he able to say, I have sinned against God, against you? His father did not let him say these things. He says, this is no time. No time for that. This is, welcome back. Welcome back. It's wonderful to see you back. If you've been away on on a mental journey, you didn't go far. You're still here, but you're far in your emotions. You're far in your plans. You're far in things. You're far in your job. You're far planning things, and God You know God is not going to approve them or does not approve them. Stop there. And remember, you can go back to point A and start anew, and you will find the Lord waiting to welcome you back. This is our God. This is our God. He is a God of love. You know what comes to my mind? I want to tell you about it. When Peter denied the Lord Jesus Christ, he went into a great depression. He even went into the tomb to check on Sunday morning whether Jesus rose from amongst the dead. He saw the tomb empty. And Jesus came and visited his disciples after his resurrection Three times almost. And Jesus noticed that Peter was not in sync. He was down. He was depressed. He was filled with guilt. He invited them to a great breakfast. This is our God. He invited the disciples to a great breakfast. And then after breakfast... He took Peter aside and said, Peter, why did you do that? Did he say that? We have a lawyer here. Did he do that? Peter, Peter, I told you so. Did he do that? How many times? Thank God we are not gods, huh? <laughs> okay, I told you so. He did not even point his finger. Peter, you were so proud and you see I humbled you. Did he do that? He stood, took him aside. Peter, do you love me? This is how he restores people. He is the God of love. Do you love me? He knew Peter then. He wanted to restore him and keep his dignity and keep his love. Peter, feed my sheep. Back on the trail, Peter. Go. And Peter took that word. His first message was 3,000 people got saved. This is your God. This is my God he was running away and ask yourself are you in rebellion against god today you know who noticed that is the captain of the ship if you read chapter 1 you will see the captain of the ship in verse 8 <laughs> said the captain came and said tell us now on whose account Has this calamity struck us? We have a problem. We are in a storm. What is your occupation? Where do you come from? Where did you come from? What kind of a passenger are you? Where do you come from? And what is your country? I mean, we can't can't figure it out. This is not the time for storms. This is not a stormy time. This we should have clear sailing all the way to Tarshish, all the way to Spain. So what happened? What, what, but thank God he was writing this. And after they begged him, and after they start praying to their God, he said, "Gentlemen, gentlemen, it's me. I am traveling against God's will. Throw me overboard. Throw me overboard, please." He realized then that he was not in God's way. He was not obedient to God. Do you want a title for this message? I'll give you a title: Submitting to God's Will. Are we in submission to God's will? Throw me overboard. It's me, it dawned on him. How about Spain? I mean, Jonah, how about going to your destination? I don't want Spain, I don't want anything. I want to be in God's will. They threw him overboard. And suddenly, guess what? No more. No more storms. But God, in his eternal wisdom, eternal planning, he has a plan for each and every one. He sent a big fish, swallowed him. And the fish traveled with him three days and three nights. And The the fish, it says, (laughs) the word vomited. Vomited him. In my Bible, it says vomited him. Okay. Spit him out. If your word vomit is not good, okay. It's in the Bible. Okay. Vomited him. Where do you think vomited him? In Nineveh? Quiz? Test? Where did vomit him? Exactly where he boarded the ship. Where did you take off? Where is the exit you took off? What is, where is it? Joppa. Uh Uh-huh. Joppa. The exit there. And the fish was directed by God. Spit him where he started. To show him that going against my will is a waste of time. Going against my will is not good for him. They spit him there on that shore. And on that shore... Who was waiting for him? God was waiting for him. It does, God, let me, let me show you a little bit here. All right. <clears throat> Let's read first, first, first chapter 1, verse 2. God talking to, to Jonah. Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city. Cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. Move on to chapter 3. Verse 1. When he, when he landed there, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time saying, Arise to Nineveh, the great city, proclaim to them what I'm going to tell you. The same words. Did you tell him, Jonah, you shouldn't have done that? Jonah, you broke my promise? The grace of God... Is I is a greater far than your mind and my mind. The love of God is deeper than you can ever think. Did He tell him you shouldn't have done that? Let me ask you: Did He tell him that? Uh, he knew it was enough. The experience he went through that He taught him the lesson. It was the experience that Peter went through that He was taught the lesson, and it was enough to find him back there. Says. Jonah will come back. You know, that reminds me of a story. Who, know, who knows here Bill MacDonald, the great man of God and the writer of, many, of uh, many books and okay, Sylvia and I went to Lebanon in 1970 and uh, he, he told me, he came out of our house says, don't go. You are to stay here. You have a ministry here. So due to Needs in the family, we had to go. Three years later, he came and visited me. The mo- I mean, a few days after we arrived. You know, what, was the, what were the first sentence? Sylvia can remind me. Welcome back, Jonah. <laughs> to the place where I left. It's an experience. Welcome back, Jonah. Welcome back, Jonah. Now what's the message for me? I hope you changed your message. I hope you have a different message. I don't want to go to Nineveh. Hey, Lord, I'm here. You know what I've been through. You know that I went through that. No one. Have have you been through a a fish belly? And you smell that? And you be there? And you... uh, He said, okay, welcome back, Jonah. He said, Jonah, go to Nineveh. The message is the same. The message did not change. There are people there who need you. God always gives, listen to this, another chance. And we call him, he's the God of what? Second chance. How about a third chance? Is this in new book, Mr. Lawyer? Okay. How about, how about a fourth chance, Adam? How about many chances that he gave me in my life? How about 20 chances? But his message is the same. I love you. Go work in my field. You go where I send you. You do what I tell you to do. I have placed you there. You stay there. He's placed you in your home. You stay in your home. He placed you in that job and you're happy with it. And he knows that he is taking care of you. You stay there until an opportunity and you know he is in it. And he will direct you and bless you through another opportunity. Don't go against God's will. This is my message. Let us submit to his will today. I have good news for you, Jonah. He did not chastise him. He did not address him with words like we do. Not at all. But he just gave him another chance. It might not be the ministry that he wanted, but God knows what is good for you and for me. It it might not be many people are serving this church. And I hope everybody and everyone likes his or her ministry. But if you are thinking, this is the, not, the, not the ministry for me. Let me put your mind at ease. If the Lord designed it, it's for you. Charles Pryor wrote this little poem. He says, there's surely somewhere a lowly place in earth's Harvest fields so wide. Where I may labor through life's short day. For Jesus the crucified. So trusting my all unto your care. I know thou lovest me. I'll do thy will with a heart sincere. I'll be what you want me to be. My last word. Did our friend Jonah find people there ready to accept the Bible? We said, first, he ran from God. Secondly, we said, he what? returned, right? He ran to God. And the third point, final point, he did well when he ran with God. When we work, how many, how many people heard the gospel in Nineveh? 120,000. Where do you find it? Chapter 4, last verse. Chapter 4, last verse. Verse 11, among, should I not have compassion on Nina while the Lord is talking, the great city in which there are more than 120,000 souls there. 120,000. You know, he didn't know that. He didn't know that. When we work in harmony with God. And according to his will, great blessings become available. In fact, there is no limit to what God can do in his kingdom when we are fully committed to his will. One poet says, Oh, we never can know what the Lord will bestow Of the blessings for which we have prayed. Till our body and soul. He does fully control. And our all on the altar is laid. My desire. For you. For me. For us all. Are for many people who are watching us. The sick people. The people out of town. Listen to this. My desire. Is what Mary the mother of Jesus. Told the disciple that day at Cana of Galilee, whatever he says to you, do it. Whatever he says to you, do it.
1: Otherwise,
0: we'll regret. Are we willing? Let's do his will. Let's obey him. Whatever things come our way, Let's ask this question. Lord, will that please you? Lord, will that please you? Am I in your way? You know what my prayer every day? I say, Lord, please. Every day I repeat that. I say, forgive me for being so monotonous. So repetitive. Put me on your plan. Help me. Help me not to choose for myself. Lord, I choose that you choose for me. This is, I want your plan for my life. This bar heads for prayers. It's good to examine ourselves. It's good to see where we are. I hope this was a refresher for us all. Say a prayer in your heart as we're sitting there. And check yourself. As I do. And let us all together as the family of God seek his will in our lives. Our Father, we thank you for allowing us still in this wonderful country where freedom is there for us to preach the gospel and to meditate on your word. Let this word bring its fruits in our lives and help us to live to honor you. Heal the sick amongst us, Lord. We remember them. Those who are traveling, And those who are home bedridden, we pray that you make yourself real to them. Bring them back to us safely. Dismiss us, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. The meeting is over. Thank you for coming and listening to me again. May God bless you and be with you. And tomorrow... Prayer meeting is at 7.30 for the men and Bible study for the women also at the same time. God bless you.